crazy. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Rap Nerds. It's about new support group. It's your boy Kurt, aka Leroy Green the Third. I got my man. What's your What's the Glosky Glosky Walker? Why you always you for Glow Skywalker, man? Like why you always making shit so difficult, bro? Like come on, what do you? Why? What's going on, everyone? Your boy Glow Skywalker, as always, out of Atlanta. What's good? Get my water intake going. What's up, man? And we got a special guest on the pod today. We got <laughs> for sure uh, Marcus Harden. I want to I want to get your your title right. We got Marcus Harden, the senior director of academics and development for Overtime Elite, a new basket high school basketball league that just started up in Atlanta not too long ago. So pro league, hey, man. huh? Pro league. Oh yeah, throw the pro in. High school, pro I guess high school pro league. Yeah, it's not not they're not amateurs anymore. They're getting man, paid. They're, the big they're professionals. They they professionals. <laughs> they getting paid the big big bucks, pros man. more than us. <laughs> <laughs> they're very much getting paid, man. So glad to be here. Uh, yeah, just just glad to be in the house and, and excited, man, to talk to talk hoop to talk uh, to talk music. Um, For sure. So yes, sir. Appreciate you joining us, man. So let's go ahead and get started, man. We start off every podcast with you know our what we've been listening to segment. So uh, I won't throw you on the spot right now, but I, I'll go ahead and throw it over to to Darren while you know you get your thoughts together on you know just tell us what you've been listening to lately, what you've been running in the on, on in the car on shuffle or whatever. What, what's been going on? Oh, nothing has changed since the last time we had our episode. I'm still running punk. I I, I, I still <laughs> now I will say <clears throat> I've thrown in. Um, Payroll Giovanni's Giovanni's way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I rock with that out of Detroit. Um, I have rock with Wale's Florin too. I, I like that. I'm enjoying that. Um, I've been enjoying Maxwell Cream's uh, Way of the World. But yeah, man, I just keep coming back to punk and also Dom, the West from West I would love to. And from those two in tandem yeah. uh, for the most part. Uh, and I've been listening to that James Blake too, uh, Friends That Break Your Heart. Okay. Um, it's been pretty, pretty cool too. Um, that's my little range the last few weeks. I still been running that thug too. I've been, you know, it's been stuck on my uh, that uh, that uh, I've really been listening to thug. But it, like my favorite songs have been kind of like switching every now and then. Yeah. Um. So I've I've and I, I ran the Dom Kennedy finally. Uh, it, it wasn't hitting the same in Minnesota. I was in Minnesota and it was like thirty degrees. It's it very really weather like, dependent. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first day I listened to it, I was on the way to work. And it was raining. It was like rain. It was like pouring in in yeah. LA, like all day. That's that Griselda weather. Nah, it was yeah. It was it that was boom bat rat weather. That's that. Like okay, let me let me see if this dom. <laughs> and my beat weather. <laughs> let me see if this dom like really slapping like it is. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> What's up, Marcus? What you been running lately? Uh, man, you hit you hit mine, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a creature of uh, once I roll something, I'm rolling something to the ground. So I'm a, I'm a huge Wale fan, so that yeah. Florian too has been has been um I getting work. I can't get into it like that. You know, it's oh it's, man. There's I think I think it's better than Drake. Um, I I can yeah. see that, but there's yeah. a few tracks that I that I really like, and then there's like for the most part, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I. I love the range of it. It got something for everybody. It got it got some hype stuff. It got some stuff you could play for a pregame. It got stuff with ladies. It got some mellow stuff, some R&B stuff. Like it got some go-go stuff on there for for yeah, his, you know yeah, for his yeah. home, for DMV yeah. people. I love, like, the, um, I love the uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, the vibrant thing um, kind of remix. Oh, yeah. uh, poke it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe then go listen to vibrant thing, and then you know, like it, it, it takes you down this right in a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, the down south players. Yeah, I mean, it's just I I just been rolling that, and I'm I'm a big '90s. Hip hop R and B here, so you know. Then I'll go back to my original playlist and that stuff. So 
Um, and then when I feel like trapping it out, like the gym this morning for y'all, I was on that Jeezy put on. I think yeah. I was rapping really loud. So, you know, everybody <laughs> knows about South Side, North Side, West Side. Um, it put it on, put it on. Put, put it on, bro. That's, that's my song. I'm, I'm a sophisticated man, but I'm a trapper at heart. Hey, man, that's, that's so, the beauty of rap. <laughs> so to be fair with that, with that Wale, um, it is a good album. I would say it's a good album. But I think compared to the other albums that's been coming out this year, it's like average. Why do you have to compare it? Why do you have to compare it? It's hard Why not can't to. Just enjoy it? It's hard not to. It's yeah. rap. Yeah, I mean, I, no, it, it, and I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. But it's hard not to compare it in, in the in the genre and, and sport that is rap. Like, these guys are, you know, uh, as much as they say that, you know, they're teaming up or whatever, these guys are kind of competing. They want to be the best at, at what they are. So I, I think in the, in the midst of all these albums that these rappers have dropped, Tyler, Nas, Thug, uh, Kanye, Drake, I think it is better than a Drake album. It, I mean, it's just it's an okay album. Even even up to J. Cole's album, his his peer, somebody he considers his peer, I think it's just an okay album. Hmm. That's That's my, you know. My thoughts on the Wale. So we have one person that loves it, and you say it's okay. It's okay. It's not. Nothing, there's, but there's nothing wrong with it's just okay. We talk about this all the time. Like there's nothing it's, wrong with it just being okay. Like it's, it could be Donda. Oh wow! I don't, even know what <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even know if that's a good about that. Well, I'm trying to think about what is underneath okay. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that, <laughs> don't, don't let your feelings get hurt now, Kurt. <laughs> don't let your feelings I mean, get hurt I, now. I think, I think Donna's, you know, Donna, you're not my okay. man's album. Now he came back and knocked your favorite album. Now you, now you want to change topics. Donda, Donda, <laughs> is, Donda is an okay album. I'm not even gonna argue with that. Like I, I only run like the second half of that album. I'm not gonna run like the first, you know, five six tracks of that. It's too long. I mean, I will. I will say that. Um, I will say, Big Soldier made my day yesterday with his little, uh, with his Instagram quip and, and and asking who cut that man's hair. I, I really, I think we need to protect Soldier Boy at all costs. Kanye um, said that man. Kanye said that man. Verse was trash. That's why he put it on. Bye. <laughs> that made my. That made my day yesterday. We not. We not talking Kanye today, though. That's not what we need to talk about. We not so here we're, to talk we're, about we're, Kanye. We're, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't turn this off already. All right, so we go we go hop into it, man. So let's let's talk about overtime elite. Um, yeah, so like it's a, it's a high school professional league. Uh, what is like what's the goal of overtime elite? So over uh, OTE is a, um, a subsidiary or a, a separate company um, connected to Overtime, which is a big uh, media company that really made their um, made our brand um, through through quick videos, quick hits, really marketing to folks age fifteen to thirty, right? So they were really big. Um, a really big provider of, of some of Zion's content. Folks like Trey Young have been on since mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, and then it spawned like, hey, how do we do and market to this demographic which nobody is connecting with, which is that that, that young audience, right? At 15 to 30. Um, and so a lot of the things are, are geared on TikTok and Instagram. And so I think it started there. And then um, Dan Porter and Zach, who are the founders of Overtime, um, really paired with some dope folks who had a lot of NBA experience and said, what would it look like? There was an event called The Takeover in Brooklyn. Um, that really brought a whole bunch together, kind of brought the record feel with a new age kind of twist. Um, it was like, man, what would this look like to to make this on an everyday basis? And so some brilliant minds came together, man, long before me. Um, some brilliant minds and some good money came together um, and decided to, to, to take the chance and creating the lead and just be disruptive. Um, and so, you know, they got some good backing from um, about, I would say, eight to nine percent of the NBA are, are, are backers. Um, and then you got folks like Drake, ironically enough. So I guess I shouldn't slam uh, who texted somebody who's texting my boss. I have to rethink, 
Drake's album was the album of the year. Let me tell you this. Let me, this. Let me walk this back. Um, then, <laughs> Make sure this is the clip that we actually got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, CLB. Um, but Drake, um, Kanye, excuse me, Drake, KD, um, and uh, Carmelo are, are huge backers that, that, that kind of um, pour into us in that way. But just the energy of the young people, man, is, is built it in, um, in, I would say, in about nine months, created a professional basketball league, man, an academic program. Um, and and a whole media content uh, conglomerate, and it, and we are um, we're building the ship as we go, but it's been a beautiful ride. That's interesting, man. So I mean, so it's basically like a hoop academy, right? Like, and I think that's becoming like all the rage now across the country, right? These hoop academies, guys are going to these quote unquote schools. They, I mean, they are schools, but they're going to schools. This to is definitely basketball. a school. I want to make sure, like, you know, yeah, yeah, we're going to get I guess before I even ask this question about the hoop academies, what's your role as, you know, the uh, academic director or senior so, director at academics? Um, so I, I moved to Atlanta um, three years ago to start my own school. So um, so the image behind me or my, my avatar is actually um, my nonprofit that I co-founded with two of my best friends back in Seattle. We've been running for 10 years. And so from that design, I wanted to design an all-male academy, K through 12 here in Atlanta. So that's what brought me here to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't, you know, things happened, the pandemic happened, and then the other pandemic happened. Um, and I just kind of found myself in a space and then um, found overtime, got connected, and just the ability to be able to build something for young black and brown men, for the most part, um, which is where my passion is at as a career educator, um, to design it and to do something different. So I think um, to the point, a lot of the naysayers are like, oh, it's just hoop. It's like, nah, um, we, what we do is um, we build a whole academic program and our guys um, not just do their day-to-day -day academics, we do language arts, health, math, um, sports nutrition, uh, sports science. But then we dig deeper into our six pillars of um, social justice, financial literacy, um, mental health, and then all the things you can do with your platform, right? Social media, how do you, how do you use that brand? So then we do that every day. And what I'm proudest of so far, um, two months in to us actually being in school, so we got some brilliant dudes. Um, what I tell them all the time is like, I don't care about them as hoop I do care about them as hoopers, but I care about them more as men. As men yeah. um, and, and we got some, we got some cats who are, you know, we, we have some folks who are duly enrolled in college um, right now. We got some folks who are taking like forensic science um, through our college partner. We got so some you, other folks who are, go ahead. No, so you guys are preparing them. I mean, so, so, oh. so you guys are preparing them for college. You guys are preparing them, you know, to graduate high school and all this stuff. Um, so I, I guess my, my question, though, my main question is like, what is the main focus? Like, are you guys, I mean, they are getting paid. So how does that work with the colleges? Um, but like, are you guys preparing them more so to be professionals? Like, um, so, so definitely the focus is, um, tailoring education that actually helps them the thing they're going to do. So, you know, there's a lot of soccer academies like this, a lot of volleyball. And so, um, because they've given up their athletic eligibility, if one wanted to go to college and play, they couldn't. However, they can go to college and, and the way overtime is set up is they decide they don't want to hoop no more. There's a hundred thousand dollars set aside for them just to go to college. Mm -hmm. So if they just want to go to if, if one walks up to you tomorrow and is like, man, Mr. Marcus, I'm done with this. They can just go straight to college. And that's what we're gotcha. doing. We're trying to build partnerships with like Morehouse, um, Atlanta Technical College and other places so we can be Atlanta bred. Um, my, my school always at the forefront. Look so is and so <laughs> is that what is that what makes overtime unique, which is you guys essentially are creating this environment that you have like a dual pipeline. You have a pipeline to the league or whatever professional league they want to go to, but you also have a pipeline to prepare them for, you know, post-secondary education as well. And that's something you won't get, you know, at a, um, at a con or, and getting paid as well. You won't get that going to like one of these big prep schools. You won't get that going through certain AAU programs. So I feel like that's what's really stands you guys or makes you guys stand out. 
Very much so. And I, th- I think, too, we don't we don't hide from the fact that we know what they're there for. Right. Like these mm. are 27 uniquely skilled people. Yeah. And so when we're doing math, we're doing math of, you know, we're doing complex numbers. But we're also going to break down your stats. So when mm. we're doing statistics. It's like, OK, what is the statistical probability analytics? And let's use your stats from the last game. So mm. literally after the last game, we grabbed the stats from statisticians. And yeah. that was Wednesday's lesson. That, that keeps you know, them interested. That keeps them yeah. interested. That's Real world application. Stuff. Yeah, right. That's what's up. We talk about analytics, social media. Like, how are you? You know, you you got a lot more mm. followers this weekend. How does that work? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do a lot, um, especially in our language arts around public speaking. Like, what? How are you going to use your platform, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do a lot of work. My background was in counseling first. We do a lot of work around social emotional learning, like knowledge itself. So, like, what are the things you care about? Are you passionate about like, I don't know, animals or like fur conservation? Are you passionate about yeah. like social justice? Blah 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 blah. So, um, it's, it's dope to be able to create definite ground up. And like I said, man, these dudes are are brilliant yeah it sounds like you guys i mean today's athlete i i, I feel like it's more well-rounded and trying to get away from the stigma of you know the the super jock or whatever right so it sounds like you guys are creating even uh, even more well-rounded i don't want to call them i mean there are athletes that, as professionals but like a person human beings you know black, black the men basically are, right yeah i'm scrimped yeah the odds still are is that, you know, uh, we want all 27 of them to go to, to a league, a professional mm-hmm. basketball thing. You know, we know what the numbers are on that, right? Hopefully we shatter that. Um, mm-hmm. But if not, they can walk into some place and be ready and, and also be financially set um, in a way that a lot of us never were. Like, I wasn't touching the money they're making at minimum until that's, that's crazy. I was 26, 27. <laughs> <laughs> so with, um, I know you guys are, like you guys have probably have a, like you mentioned, forensic science, you guys have a wide range of things that you're allowing them to pursue um, academically. What about arts? Like, like say if they have an interest in music, um, what do you guys have in line to help them do that? Whether it be, you know, engineering, whether it be producing, whether it be, you know, writing, playing instruments, like what do you guys have around the arts? So what's dope about that is if you think about our program as two tiered, so there's tier one, which is like your diploma track. Um, and now I would say that's 70% of them that we are doing, we're getting a, a real Georgia diploma. Um, and I was going to say, just to like, not, not a GED, but like an actual. I did know, it's a real Georgia diploma. Credit. Um, and then um, we're actually getting more credits than we need to. Um, and then we have our postgrad track. So our postgrads are our seven guys that have always got, already graduated from high school. Um, their track is an internship program that we created that is, mm. um, that's why I smile when you said music, that we let them through our um, our six kind of pillars, choose what they want to do. They have to research it. They have to go find an internship. So to ironically enough to your question, Three of our guys are interested in music, and they are um, doing a music internship with a uh, with a cat, um, Roderick Thompson, dope dude, who was uh, was the producer on Laffy Taffy. I don't know if you remember that song. Yeah, but, yeah. Before Atlanta, he's mm-hmm. working with them on all the spheres. So as artists, as producers, how to learn and get their own publishing, how to do all that stuff. So we got three cats who are actually That's in cool that now, um, and they do that three days a week while the other cats are in class. That's where they go and do. And then they have to report out every nine weeks. We do an exhibition of learning. You guys, uh, D, you're more than invited to come to one where they report out on what they've learned across the board. And it works on like their public speaking skills and just them to be able to. It's not like a report card. We don't do grades in the same way. Um, We do narratives. So like this is how you grow, because I believe academics is about growth. It's not about, you know, I got an A in science one year and I don't know what that meant. Yeah. Uh, Like how are you learning it and retaining it and how can you apply it? Yep. Um, and so that's what we do. So yeah, if they're in whatever they're interested in, we'll find it for them. That's that's the the I'm coolness interested. of being able to create it. It's like, man, if you if you want to get into whatever, we'll find it. I'm interested in this 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 narrative, I guess as you called it, compared to like a, a report card. How does how does that more so work? So it it would be like um, you know, every week they have an advisor. So you know, you kind of have your person you go to. So we kind of break off in groups of four or five and they meet with them and they set goals every week. So it's like I, you know, this week I got done X assignment, but 
I didn't really like how I did. Like, how's our growth gone? And then every week you're getting this feedback. And then at the end, instead of a report card, you're getting a narrative. It's like, you know, after two weeks, your goal was this, you accomplished this. I saw these weak points and you're writing here. Let's get it there. This is the goal for the next quarter. Um, I, I feel like it's really much more informative than like, you got to see, right? Like, yeah. which as a former teacher, I can tell you grades are super subjective, you know, not to shade any of my students out there. If you got there, you earned it. But it really is, you know, relative to what, right? Instead of just yeah. saying, like, how do we grow? And how do you know I got better? Um, and then they inform it as well through their exhibition of learning to say, this is how I know I got better. I got stronger in in, in math because now um, D follows some of my social media stuff. Like, you know, you got better at math because now you can teach it. Yeah. So a lot of our times our guys get up and are, are teaching like, you know, long, you know, algebraic equations or um, or stats or whatever have you. And that's, that's the best way to learn, man. That's how you know you know it. So are you, do you think like hoop academies are becoming more, I mean, hoop, like I said earlier, hoop academies become more and more popular across the country. Um, do you think this will eventually become like an alternative to maybe AAU basketball and like cut down on all that travel and, and corruption that's in AAU basketball? I mean, it, I mean, it is a lot of corruption. Like in the past few years, we've seen the NC, you've seen people get arrested, actual assistant coaches get arrested because of their ties to the AAU, right? Um, but it seems like this is an alternative. Like, hey, this is the money right off the bat. Like, we're helping you and your family out. Um, you can do the money as you please, right? You're, obviously, you can't go to college, but we're training you. Well, you can go. You just can't play in college. You can still go to college. Yeah, you can still go to college. But you can't play. play. You lose your eligibility. But we're, you know, we're training you how to be, you know, fully functioning men in society. Do you think this can eventually I don't know, take AAU out the equation? Or do you think I don't know. Be, yeah, yeah, I don't know if my design that was the, the goal. I think the goal. I, I know the goal was to empower young people, right? We know for a long time they've been commodities, mm -hmm. and now it's like you can take this this high level skill and, and make money yourself. And I think um, I, I believe the vision is just to give options, right? And so, yeah. like, if you're ready to do it again, um, there's academies overseas. There's tons of soccer academies. Yeah, like academies. yeah, even in China, China, like they they specialize mm -hmm. their kids when they're yeah. like young, young. Like, hey, bro, you're going to be a tennis player. And I think, later. Right, 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 right. And I think one big thing that we are proudest of is that financial literacy piece, right? So it's having that conversation with them. We have uh, a partner, um, Northrock, who, who represents Giannis in his business development. We got um, some other folks who work for Carmelo's team who really are working hard to make sure these guys understand the money they're making and, and how to stretch this. And what I what it would like makes it so cool is that we got some cats who are like, man, Mr. Marcus, I'm not spending money on nothing. Like one, I just bought one the other day, some batteries for his Xbox controller. I'm like, bro, you make more money than me. He's like, I'm not spending money. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even be mad at it, you know? So I just have the batteries. That's dope, though. That's and dope, like... dope. He was like, hey, you got some extra toilet juice? I said, now look, man, I, nah, I can't do it. You, you better watch the You don't go get this Costco membership, man. <laughs> That's what I told him. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> But I can't be mad at it at the same time, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, he's like, man, this is once, and, and for some of it might be, right? You might have this two or three year run of making this biggest payday. Money. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then, you know, you have to move on to something else. So, so to your point, I, I think it's possible. Um, what I'm excited most about is it gives young people an opportunity, our young people, I mean, and I was early to capitalize on their talent. Yeah, I mean, you you guys are kind of in direct competition with college ball at this point, right? Like even with, you know, them passing NIL, there's a level know, of, of, of recruitment there. There's a still the, a level of recruitment. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, like, you know, I was reading an article in the Athletic, uh, you know, about the, you know, the whole, you know, the startup of OT and John Calipari was basically, you know, shitting on you guys saying like, <laughs> you know, this, this, you know, this is going to flop, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't want to lose these top athletes to, 
you know, a professional high school league, or I'm, I'm sure even the G League, you know, they're, they're paying guys in the G League now. These top high, look at Jalen Green for the Rockets. You know what stood out to me when they, when he, in the articles when, um, and they didn't name the coach that said this, but one major coach was like, I don't understand their business model. And <laughs> what stood out to me with that is, all right. You yeah, don't <clears throat> understand young people, man. Like, well, not even that. It's like, okay, you're a coach. And I know like the, you know, the, amateurism the idea of what like obviously that's over but even as it's currently structured it's still a level of amateurism in the sense that they're not paying their players so, like their entire business model is structured upon we not paying them yeah now they're they can get paid just not by us right yeah. so it's still them not paying them yeah. so it's like you can't understand how that business your business you understand how your business model works but you can't understand how the business model work when the labor is actually in control of what <laughs> of their of their earnings like they can actually get earned. and correct me if I'm wrong Marcus these you know your, the students they can if they want to get a advert if they want to you know get a, a you know advertising a deal or something with you know say TikTok or whatever they come they're free to do that yeah, yeah, as well yeah. so they have yeah. this so I mean I can see why they would be threatened <laughs> but just just like there's a place for them there's a place for OT in this arena as well for young people to really maximize their true earning potential and their overall potential as far as growth. Yeah. Just look at Mikey, man. Mikey's like the biggest star on the planet. Dude, dude's in 2K commercials. Dude just signed his own shoe deal with Puma. Like I, I heard he, <laughs> I heard he pulled up. I think he played one of your your teams in LTE, right? And he just pulled up. He pulled up to the game. Pulled up with the team. Pulled up in the game in the, in a Hellcat or whatever it was. Like <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm I'm here to hoop. Like that. Yeah, yeah I that's, mean, I, I... <laughs> The goal, I hope the goal is, you know, like two things. One, like I was an NCAA athlete, right? And so like, I, I tell people this all the time, and this is not to, to, to poop on the NCAA at all, but like the brokers I've ever been was as a scholarship athlete, right? Like the first time I stole was as a scholarship athlete. I was broke and hungry, right? I stole the whole turkey and didn't know how to cook it. Um, um, so I was like, man, it looks like it will last. Um, but I, I think to the NCAA's credit on the level, like I think we, we, we are in a dawn of a new day. And I'm hoping like there's an open space where we can figure this out and be like, you know, how can these things work together for the greater good of everybody, um, especially with NIL, especially with everybody finding a way to win. And so I'm hopeful that at some point we'll be able to bridge that gap um, and have a have a even a, you know, a swinging of, of, of how that works. Or if a kid comes to us, maybe they can still go to college, you know, or still mm -hmm. play in college. And um, mm -hmm. I think folks are open now. So I, I think that's that's the dope thing. And you guys are still like you have you have NBA scouts. I think I was reading that athletic article last weekend or whatever. I think it was yeah, last weekend. Um, you guys still had scouts there that represented well, 29 of 30 teams. So you have that in addition to the partnerships with other local businesses and corporations for the internship pipeline as well. So you guys are are tackling both sides of growth <laughs> for, right. for your students. So um, how does that, is that kind of part of your recruitment pitch when you guys are trying to recruit athletes um, to OT, which is showing them, hey, and parents too, like whatever you guys want, whatever your goals are, we can help you accomplish that in a way that yeah, NCAA I, can't. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's also, you know, busting down the barrier of like, you know, especially 20, you know, 26 of our kids are black or brown, right? And so mm -hmm. um, like just naming the thing, right? But all of those parents to a person, you know, the thing they cared about the most was the academics. Like, you yeah, know, who gets the most, yeah. the most was like, is my baby going to get a real degree? Is my, mm -hmm. like, you know, like I said, we got, we got four or five cats taking college classes. You know, we mm -hmm. got uh, the Thompson twins are, are like baby geniuses. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Jalen Lewis just won a gold medal. That cat could be, he could be on my staff, right? Like yeah. he's brilliant. And so um, I think what the parents really cared about is my baby going to be equipped to tackle the world and know who they are and continue That's to be real, a good man. person, which I think was a surprise to a lot of folks, right? Um, that they just didn't care 
about the uh, the other stuff. It was like, how can I? How can we continue further them and advance them? Because you know, this is not going to last forever. Let's say yeah. average career in the NBA is five years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even if they go, even if they go, even let's say John, John goes next year. John's nineteen. Let's say he has a five year career. He's twenty four mm-hmm. when he's done. Right? Like what? He, now what are you going to do? So like he's in our post grad program. He's doing financial investment. He signed the clutch. So he's through Clutch, but he he's really interested in financial investment. And he's from and Clutch. Um, Clutch is a, the, the sports agency, the, the yeah. Irish so Brown and, and LeBron Giants team. Yeah. So we deal with agents as well, you know, clearly. And so, um, you know, that's another thing. It's like we don't help. We can't directly help. But it's like <laughs> making sure young people are equipped to be around the right people who are going to support their journey and maximize um, opportunity when they're presented with them. Yep. That's what's up, man. All right, man. That's that's dumb. We can talk about this all day. Um, <laughs> But I think you gave us the perfect segue into this our, our music topic. Man, say so he was stealing turkeys, didn't know how to cook them. <laughs> it was rough times. It was rough times, bro. I stole I stole a turkey, some milk, and some cinnamon toast crunch. The only thing they ever got yeah, ate. You gotta incriminate yourself on here, bro. That's that is <laughs> oh, man. there incriminate himself talking about he was he's been stealing movies since he's been born, but you ain't got to criminate. That's not been born, but I, man, look, I, I, I didn't incriminate first of all, I I received my punishment for. It. I told you they couldn't oh, get the campus they Wi-Fi. I had to finesse my Wi-Fi for the rest of <laughs> rest of my car experience because they called me twice. I told you it was for it was for paranormal activity, and then it was for um, uh, Dr. Dre's 2001 album as well. I guess Dr. <laughs> I guess that was the one that Dr. Dre was like, I, I, I'm really I'm making sure y'all not powered in my. And so they called me down to the. The, I don't even I don't even know this building existed at the time. They called me down downtown Birmingham to where the office was in the UAB, and they're like. We caught you. This is the file that it is. You have to delete that off your computer. Blah blah blah. And so, yeah. And they just banned my using my my Blazer ID from the Wi-Fi. So I had to finesse the rest of the time I, I there. I've gotten my karma back in other ways. I don't know if I ever like. I don't really even like turkey, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> like, the Lord took that away from my. I think I get you some turkey. fried turkey or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turkey is like least on the Thanksgiving menu for me. All right, man. So let's hop into this music. What are we thankful for? <laughs> what were five albums? We're gonna hop into five albums. We're thankful for. I hope you guys. I hope you guys did your list. I did. I got my list. We, I want to uh, let Marcus go first. Yeah, though. So for for Thanksgiving, you guys, we, we we're gonna discuss the five albums we're thankful for. Across any genre, um, most all mine are out, uh, except for one. But yeah, we'll go ahead and Marcus. Have you got your list? We'll start off. I got my you. list. I felt you know I was I was nervous. Darren had me nervous, but I'm I'm I'm. I'm, I'm, I, I'm I had you kid. nervous. How I have you nervous? No, no, no. I just I just you know after we got to, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna hit it. All right. So so uh, now in no particular order. Okay, uh, of course. Mrs. Cajun Lauren Hill. Where's okay. going? Uh, Black album by Hope. Mm, like uh, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood by DMX. Mm. Um, Wale's ambition album. There you go. Vinyl. Um, and then this is where I was stuck because you know I was telling I was telling the characters earlier I'm from Seattle, man, so I got eclectic taste. Mm-hmm. So I was stuck between John Mayer's Continual. Mm-hmm. I was gonna throw y'all I like off. This brother, I like. You're not gonna brother. throw us off. I like this. Brother. <laughs> you ain't gonna like throw us off. <laughs> you you didn't you even go. know. So, so John, John, Mayer, <laughs> John Mayer's Continual was gonna be five. I'm, I'm gonna throw folks off a little bit. Damn, that's go. solid. I go back and forth like all the time on what is my favorite John Mayer album. So it's either Continuum or uh, or uh, what's the other one? I can't even think of what else is that. Mine, mine is only conti- not only Continuum, but it's Continuum because one of the dopest YouTube videos I always like to watch randomly is, is John Mayer's Gravity Live from LA. Mm-hmm. That's one of the dopest. Gravity. Like, yeah, no, bro. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> it, I, I, I can't I watch it. That's it. I, I don't know, watch it. I should debate between three three of his albums: Heavier Things, Continuum, and, and Battle Studies. 
Heavier Things is like one of those like sad boy albums for me. Like I cut that on, it's like, all right, I'm in my feels. Let's let's get this out. <laughs> it's a Summer Walker album. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, it's a Summer but for, Walker but album. for country white men. <laughs> Darren, if you want to go, I, I got my list. If you want to go, what's up? What's sure, I'll go. So go ahead, go ahead. I have, and I, I kind of battled this for a little bit. So I tried to go with like, now, I try to eliminate recency bias, and I just kind of like, all right, what do I? So naturally, Tame Impala, Currents. Mm, um, I figured you put on that. I figured either me or you was going. I, I was uh, going to stay away from that album. But I couldn't. Ahead. I had to. Cause I, I mean, I really was like, that's yeah. Um, Kanye West's graduation. Mm. Um, these and they all they all kind of like coincide with like kind of pivotal years of my life. Um, Jeezy's TM One Hundred One. Um, Alabama Shake, Sound and Color. Mm, I really loved really that album. Like, album. and then the Wayne's, uh, Lil Wayne's Carter Two. I thought about those are my. Carter two and again, these aren't like five. Three, these are just like ones I th- I'm just really thankful for, and I yeah. feel like have been my most impactful on my life in some capacity or not, as far as music. So I, I debated between putting like you know my favorite artists. I, obviously, some of my favorite artists on on here on this list, their albums. But I, I debated like putting my favorite albums from my favorite artists on there but i just went sh- the i just basically went like the 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 first five albums that popped in my head and the first four are you know kind of like middle school high school years so i went late registration mm-hmm. food and liquor by lupe fiasco mm. that's nice that's a good one <laughs> i went the massacre by 50 cent okay seeing sounds by nerd and then hmm. This was the this was the eyeball out, DS two by Future. So bro, I almost I almost <laughs> put that one. I almost put Dirty Sprite too. I almost put Dirty Sprite too. That that's a that's a that's a yeah. Dirty Sprite. Twenty fifteen was crazy. Twenty fifteen had Currents, DS two, and Alabama Sound and Color. It was it. I think DS two is like it's still that sound is still carrying over today to like all the music you hear today. Like it's it's it's. I can run that album straight through any time. Like if I hear one song off that album, I'm like, I gotta cut it from the beginning. I gotta start it from the beginning. Like it's and just run it straight. Marcus through. can attest to this. Like in the gym we go to, it's it's a constant stream of future. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's a constant stream of future. No, I just I mean, uh, I we, just put real sisters on my one yesterday. He did, but it's, <laughs> it's a constant I mean, stream. We, we said we're not gonna talk about Kanye, but Kanye, Kanye said I don't know if you watched the whole interview, but Kanye was they asked Kanye like who's the most influential artist of the last decade. Yeah, the first thing Future, like it, every, everything is everything in music today is connected to Future and that run man he had, like even back to him like with Honest, like if people don't like Honest or whatever the album, um, but I. I I, people don't people people and then when I in hindsight when I think about it, back to it like 2014 was was honest honest like had some hits like it had you know move that dope it had the um uh the joint with uh, the joint with Drake and Kanye um like people liked it at the time mm-hmm. but I think when 2015 happened and he dropped Monster and he started yeah. going on a different that sound and then it made honest look like okay this wasn't you we didn't really like this as much as much as we thought we did I don't I don't know how you can say that wasn't him though. I think that so, was so I, that I didn't mean it wasn't over. him. So again, I think we're going off of saying it wasn't him based on guess what he said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess because he was his, he was tied to Sierra at that you know, time and everything. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Try to make me a pop star, but they made a monster. Like you said this, not me. <laughs> <laughs> you said this. <laughs> so I can only assume this wasn't you. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but I think DS2 
<laughs> I think DS2 was like, I don't want to compare it to the Carter 3, but I, I kind of have to in the sense that like, the Carter Three kind of captured, like it was, it was kind of the peak of Wayne's run, right? Like Wayne had mm. that crazy, crazy run, starting from like the Carter Two. I feel like the Carter Two was like the setup, right? The Carter mm. Two was the setup of that run, and then all the mixtape singles he dropped after that, and then the Carter Three was just like, I'm here, Grammy mm. nominated. I think he even won a Grammy off that album. It's like I'm, I'm here, dog. Like I'm, I'm the best in hip hop right now. Nobody can. Nobody can tell me anything. I think DS2 was that for Future. It was like he started off with, I mean, even before Honest, like he, mm. he, he held down college campuses in the South for, you know, we was, I remember running out of house parties with Future. And it was like, dude, that's, that's, that's Future. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so you, but you bringing up that album made me think of what one of Marcus's choices. So Marcus, you said Black Album was, was yours. Why that specific Jay-Z album? I think you, you said it, and I, I went the same reason y'all did. Like, all those were, like, similar moments in my life type mm -hmm. of deal, right? Like, yeah. so, like, Wale's ambition was when I moved to Spain. Mm -hmm. I was just, like, I needed to hear Ambition and Legendary. Yeah. Like, they gonna love me for that, my ambition. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a great <laughs> album. Same, same with Hove. Hove was, like, that Black album, man, was just a time of my life where it's just, yeah. like, man, you know, that that a lot that, that, that introduction, like, allow me to introduce myself. You know, like, just, I don't know, but so I almost put, though, to, to be fair to that, I was gonna put Hope. This is my favorite rapper of all time. Mm. But um, I almost put four 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 because as I've grown into a man, I appreciate mm. that album a lot. I mm -hmm. love that album. I, I think it's an instant classic. I, yeah. I argue with people all the time. People are like, "Oh man, you need to give it a, a few more years." When did it drop? Like two, two, three years ago, whatever. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Was it twenty seventeen? Uh huh. Seventeen. But just yeah, as a a journey as a man, I appreciate Hove. Like I just I can appreciate it as I've grown older, right? Like I mm -hmm. definitely think it's like an old it's it's definitely an album if somebody's calling you up. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but you know what? I I think that's that's I think we're getting a lot of that from like older rappers now. And I appreciate that, right? I hate to bring this back to Kanye, but Kanye talked about this as well. Like, you know, they're they're those guys are forties, fifty now, right? Like when he was, you know, in the early two thousands, like rappers when they turn 40 they just retired they just went away or they're cops on svu yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But or now, then you have like not like two chains like yeah but they're yeah, they career at 40. <laughs> but his point was like they're coming back now and giving this like you know introspective that you know they didn't mm -hmm. have as you know 20 late 20s early 30s whenever when they were just running the money up now they have the money mm -hmm. you know they're, they're spending their money wisely they have families and everything and i think that like was investors and young yeah, professional that was, basketball. That was Jay, that right. was Jay Z. That was Jay Z coming back to rap like Talib Kweli in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like remember he has that line where you know, the, you know, whatever he said, the dollars don't make sense, or sense don't make dollars, or whatever he said. Like I can rap like Talib Kweli. Yeah, and that was him coming back to rap like Talib Kweli, even though the yeah, he called him trash. It's crazy how like, and I mean this this is kind of like what we always try to like show. So hip hop is what 30, 40 years old now, fifty years old. And it's gone from something that people looked at as juvenile just for the youth. And now it's literally shaping and transforming the world and industries, basketball, sports, <laughs> politics, <laughs> film. Yeah. Like I was just, I was just watching that the heart of they fall movie on, on Netflix last night. I like, like it's, it's so just to like this overtimely, like there's investors that, you know, from hip-hop and even like the players that are doing like a lot of what they're doing and some a lot of it's 
well, I'm seeing Jay-Z do this. I'm seeing him expand. So I want to expand yeah. my brand. I want to be a mogul as well. Yeah. And that's just, it's just crazy how it's just hip hop is always that kind of uh, underlying that. common thread. I was having that same moment, Darren, last week, like literally at our second game, just Mikey, the Mikey game, right? The game afterwards, like two chains walks in, right? So all of a sudden at halftime, two chains is shooting shots, you know, with our content team. And I'm sitting there next to the owner and I'm like, bro, I didn't, you know, six months ago, I did not think I'd be in this state of the art arena sitting next, you know, like doing this, like watching <laughs> Midtown Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, Midtown Atlanta, right? Like, you know, I was I was happy. I love my yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to your point, like just the influence it has and um you know, from two chains, we had Tony Parker come visit this week. So you mm. just have this whole range of just what these guys are experiencing. Exactly. And, and my hope is that they soak it in, man. It's once in a lifetime. Yeah. yeah, it is. Appreciate it. I definitely gotta come check out, man. We I'm gonna take you up on the offer. Definitely gonna come sure. check out check out a game or two and just see the environment. Cause I I guess gotta see it. Like I see the picture, it just looks like something special that you have to kind of like really see in person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we get out of here, we got a few minutes left on our on our clock, <laughs> on our shot clock. <laughs> Uh, anything you guys want to, you know, talk about before we get out of here? We've got like two, two and a half minutes. That's him. I just want to just appreciate Marcus for pulling up on us, man. Like, I know we talked about it, and I really appreciate you pulling up, man. Um, definitely, like, if there's anything you want to shout out with respect to OT or anything or any of your other or your other nonprofits, out, well, yeah, by all means, your, like, give us info on Instagram, it. all that good stuff, man. Oh, yeah, I can, I can shameless plug. Um, by so all means. definitely shout out to OT because they pay the bills, they're what keeps the ring light on. Um, but also shout out to uh, Academy of Creating Excellence. So it's um, our organization up in Seattle. We're in year 10, man. Um, so we, we support young black men ages 8 to 24. Um, doing social emotional learning, entrepreneurial learning, and just supporting in schools. Um, that's the, my shop behind me, so you can see my young <laughs> dude um, with the Champion Day belt. Um, my Instagram handle is uh, I am the People's Ninja. Um, and so, you know, much, much like Darren, I like the, the weird names. No, I'm not Greek. I think it's like a weird Greek name. Um, so just happy to be here, man. I love what y'all are doing. The first time I saw saw Darren, I was like, man, that is dope, bro. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. We, you know, we, we see each other at the gym, so you never yeah. know what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, man, I know you has a, another trap life but i think this <laughs> and y'all are doing dope stuff but yeah just continue yeah, to support man, if you're in the atlanta area man come check us out um overtime elite uh 220 butler way i think um, shout out to the heat jimmy butler uh but um it's dope man and i'm just you know i just want to iterate for folks man like these are these are 27 are just just dope young dudes and to your point like i think the dumb super jock era was over um you know we got cats who are who are writing essays on the evolution of a black man and mm, french and in english um you know and, it, and it's and it's powerful um so I'm, I'm um i'm honored i'm always humbled i always say man my greatest joy as an educator is i get to um be a steward to the most important thing in somebody else's world um and see him grow and so it's, it's, it's super exciting to see that man and so i'm um, just grateful to be here for this platform and um i'm curious of the 50 cent massacre album i let that slide but uh, <laughs> beyond that, that was my, hey, man, 50, 50's my favorite. Obviously, my name is Curtis Jackson, but 50's my favorite <laughs> rapper back in the day, man. All right, so we got less than a minute. We got to get out of here, you guys. Follow us on Instagram, rapnerds underscore MSG, rapnerds underscore MSG. Mm -hmm. Follow us on Twitter, at rapnerds MSG. Um, I guess you can follow me, too, at Leroy Green Third. Thank you, Glow Skywalker. Um, definitely also comments. I know sometimes you guys ask like the musical listen to we we'll do a better job of giving you guys a list of everything we've actually mentioned <laughs> other songs and tracks so definitely hear you um we'll definitely be doing that but thank you all for joining us until next time peace <laughs>